Hey there, Perfect Movie listeners. The episode you're about to hear was released one year ago this month on the bonus disc. That's the Patreon feed of the two Gomers. Our Patreon subscribers, we call them Gomertrons, get brand new episodes of Perfect Movie every month, plus the results show for every movie and additional bonus apps each week. But we figure a year has gone by. It's all right. We can start releasing these main apps to this feed so the public can hear them. If you want to stay up to date and hear these Perfect Movie episodes a year in advance, live, basically, make sure you head over to patreon.com slash twogomers to subscribe to the bonus disc. And if you like what you hear on Perfect Movie, you should check out Runner's Block. That's our health podcast where we chase big goals by confronting one barrier at a time. You can find Runner's Block wherever you listen to podcasts. All right, here's the episode. Enjoy. Happy listening. Take a look at the 20 all-time highest grossing films in the U.S., and it's impossible to miss. 16 of them were made by, or are currently owned by, one movie production company, Disney. While outliers do find their way onto the list, Americans certainly have their preferences when it comes to current theater-going tastes. We love our big, broad, bombastic genre movies that are connected to a larger universe of films. And in the current age, that means something put out by the House of Mouse. Take a gander at the top 20 of Japan, and you'll see a different story. While Walt shows his face here and there, the Japanese are as frozen crazy as Anthony, apparently, this list has a different dominating force. Not a franchise or massive media giant, but a single director, Hayao Miyazaki. His films including the story of a young girl's journey to self-discovery by way of working at a bathhouse for spirits that cemented itself in the number one slot for two decades, make up a full quarter of the list. But do his movies stand the test of time? Is his flagship film, while in many ways initially inaccessible to the franchise-obsessed Western world, universally excellent? And how much did the global impact of Miyazaki actually depend on that good old American standby, the Walt Disney Company. We're the two gomers, we're talking spirited away, and this is Perfect Movie. everybody to Perfect Movie, a podcast where two regular guys try to save the universe one great film at a time. This is Anthony speaking, one of those two aforementioned gomers coming to you from Atlanta, Georgia, joined as always by my friend Steven, all the way out in Flagstaff, Arizona. Hey dude. Hey man. How's it going? Seriously, can you hear my son drumming? <laughs> okay, I'm listening. I'm I'm going to I'm going to pause right there's the the ma in this movie. Uh-huh. Pause, the space, yeah. Let's the take space. space. Take that space. Take that pause and see. I, I can't hear him at all. Okay, great. Um, this is the blessing and curse, <laughs> right, of having <laughs> your kids home all day. 
Right. It's just sometimes it's 10 p.m. when this is happening and we're like, Noah, uh, not the time. Um, <laughs> right now it is during a recording. <laughs> Gee hey, whiz. I think people will love it and understand 100%. Okay. Spirited away. Yep. You heard the cold open. You saw yep. what this episode is titled. People know we're doing Spirited Away. A Stephen's Choice. I th- I think I am... I think I have gotten past my nervousness about mm. this movie. Okay. Talking about this movie. I'm excited about it. I still have some nervousness, I guess. Like you just have it. so much you want to say. There's... Right. Okay. I can't remember what movie I was talking about. My last Steven Choice, whatever it was, that I just know so much about this movie. Was it? But not. Um, uh, it's that? a wonderful life. I don't think it would be. A, it's a wonderful life that I would have said that about. Okay. That Hamilton? I just know so much about it. Maybe. Maybe it's. Maybe it was Hamilton. Right. <laughs> yeah. That's. I, I. I think with this one, I've just thought so much about it. Okay. And so I've. I've been wondering, like, how do I. How am I able to record what we have? And luckily we have a great interview that I think was able to collect some of the things that I was yes, thinking pretty uh-huh. well coming up. Um, but like the the impact, here's what I was thinking about yesterday on my run. The impact that um, Miyazaki movies have had on our family, mm. I think rivals Star Wars. Mm. Wow maybe uh, certainly rivals pixar wow um, that when when i think about the the movies that are important to us as a family yep. and the boys growing up i think miyazaki is over star wars dang so th- that's that's an interesting thing to bring in to a conversation with you, you just watched this movie for the first time yesterday. Yeah, I just watched this for the first time yesterday. Hey, I was going to say, okay, for listeners that are listening to this right now, I mean, and they haven't seen it, uh huh. like, honestly, you should just pause the podcast and right. go watch this. You sh- And if you have doubts, like, yeah, I mean, like I, I watched Roger Ebert's, um, like, uh, you know, review uh-huh. of it on yeah. Siskel and Eater. Although at that point, I think it was Roper, Ebert and Roper. Or oh, right. Ebert and Roper. Yep. Um, and Ebert is literally like, this is one of the best movies I've ever seen. Yeah. Right. Like so many people are like, this is the best movie I've ever seen. Like I, I heard that one review that was like, it gets six out of five stars. <laughs> right. Yeah. From, from that the Financial one. Times. <laughs> yeah. He's like six. The only review he's ever given. <laughs> a st- uh, as far as I can understand, a really stodgy guy who follows the rules <laughs> yeah. gives this movie six stars out of five. <laughs> right. Um, I can't wait to watch it again. Like I wish I could pause this and yeah. watch it again and then join you because I've only seen it once. Uh-huh. And I also wanted to just give you permission. So everybody that's listening that hasn't seen it, go watch it. Yeah. Um, it's really, really weird. In the first watch, you're going to be like, what the heck? And that's totally okay. <laughs> right. Because we'll talk about this. Uh, we'll talk about this on this episode, I think, too. I'm glad you're saying it up front as a first time watcher, though. Yes. And then I was going to say to you, like, dude, if you just want to talk and just like every now and then just ask me to say something, but I don't mind if you just talk for an hour. <laughs> Well, I- <laughs> so I actually I'm I'm excited about what I'm excited about is talking about this movie with somebody who just saw it. Okay, sweet. That sounds like um, really fun. 
Yeah, and so uh, I think that that uh, th- maybe that's the key of why I'm not feeling so nervous about cool. it is because it it feels a little odd for something like this, Spirited Away, but Miyazaki kind of broadly being such a huge part of my life. I mean, thirteen point oh, yeah. oneers can see I've got my Totoro behind me. Hold on, I'm just yeah. gonna grab it. I want to hold it while I do the episode. Just a second. <laughs> Steven is going to grab his Totoro. So and I've got a Totoro, right? I mean, yeah. I bought this is like a precious item. Oh. Um, we got this in Japan. Oh, cool. And um, it also matches almost exactly with Bonnie's from Toy Story 3. She has mm. a Totoro. Um, oh. Which we, of course, freaked out when we saw it. It's like a very cool kind of sure. Miyazaki, oh, Pixar. I love that. Um, crossover. Yep. Which there are a lot of. John Ratzenberger is one, yep. right? He's in every Miyazaki dub. Yep. Uh so th- here's the thing, dude. I know all I know everything. I know all about Disney and Miyazaki's their rocky relationship. I know all that stuff. I know like the ins and outs of Miyazaki himself. Like, oh wait, I want to share this picture with you. So I think some of our listeners have seen um and I've talked about Jack's wall that he has yes. in his room uh-huh. of things that are important to him. He Miyazaki movies are all over that wall. Mm. Um, uh, but there's also just a, and I'll show it to you in just a second, as soon as I can find this friggin' thing. Here it is, and I'll share it with you. Right by his head when he goes to sleep is not a picture of a Miyazaki movie. It's a picture of Miyazaki himself. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> it's a painting of an old Japanese man smoking a cigarette. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that that's that's how like deep this is in our yeah. collective right i love um, that and so i i think that i was like how am i gonna talk about this because it's like so ingrained but then i was like but that's the beauty of it right i i also like talking about these kinds of things with somebody who's just seen it and yep. just been exposed to this and you're right the first time you watch it it's like and you texted me like i I'm somewhere between loving it and what in the world? Like what? I almost texted you a picture last night of like a huge baby and then a weird (laughs) old lady and then like these three green heads and then like this guy barfing everywhere. And I was like, like, what is happening? Like, seriously, like, what? Now, that might scare you. And I would say... Bo, the big baby, showing Uh up is usually the tipping point for people. That's when they're like, all right, I'm out. (laughs) Like that? Like, (laughs) I have have stood enough (laughs) and I can't stands no more. See that? Okay, so that's what my my brain was doing, dude. My brain was saying, okay, so because I'm trained, right? Like we're formed by the culture that we live in. And so like I'm formed as a Western um, film watcher, you know, Right, white dude. Mm-hmm. Um, that you know, uh, you're gonna see a new world created. You're gonna find yeah. out the rules of the world. Um, there's gonna be a protagonist and antagonist. There's gonna be a conflict, and there's yeah. gonna be a resolution. And mm-hmm. so, like the like the whole time, I'm like, wait, I don't know any of those things that are happening. Like, there's no trellis. <laughs> there's no Tim Keller three point <laughs> sermon to follow. And so it's like you got it. You got it. I was yes. like, where? What like I'm so I was like, I'm totally captivated. 
Yes. You know what I mean? Like there my, we go. all yep. neurons are firing. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm like just taking it all in and that, but then Cran's dream comes in a little bit thinking about this yeah. dude drawing all these, like drawing all mm-hmm. these things. Yeah. So that, that's old Gomer canon, but like just the idea of how much busy work went into making this labor of love absolutely right. blows my mind because mm-hmm. it's all hand drawn and then probably computerized and stuff. And he does most of it, right? Well, and it's, it's the only, he, I mean, he has a team, but he has, he's just such an interesting guy. Mm-hmm. I don't think I would like him if I met him. Okay. He's very controlling. Sure. He's a perfectionist. Sure. Um, and he makes these beautiful creations. I think, I, I don't know. So you say, you say on the, you wrote on your one sheet, right? That it won best animated feature in yes. 2003. Okay. So the Oscars are very huge. We've mentioned this before. Uh, right. 2002 was the first that was like, okay, now we need to actually, Pixar movies are getting so good. They need to have their own category. Right. And then two years right. in a row, Pixar loses the first time oh, to Shrek. No. Oh no. Shrek. <laughs> Now, who wants to go see either Monsters Inc. or Shrek? I would always pick Monsters Inc. Like, uh, right? I mean, if you pick Shrek, listen. If you're a Gomertron and you would pick Shrek over Monsters Inc., cancel your subscription to, to, to the Patreon no, right don't. now. Please don't. We love everybody. We love everybody. And Kaz right now, he's probably no Kaz. Kaz loves Monsters Inc., but he freaking. If yeah, it's like if you're of a certain age or younger, right? You love Shrek, right? Ironically right. or unironically, so the, we're not sure. Well, here is the ironic part. Right. I just had a conversation with Cullen, a Gen, a Gen Z staff. Oh, okay. In my employee. Got, got it. And I said, he, he loves Shrek. Uh huh. But he also loves Miyazaki, hmm. and we had this long conversation about is Miyazaki in the water more for millennials and Gen Z, and he's like, 100. percent Ah. Everybody knows what that is. Okay. They they, they had a um, movie night and game night a couple weeks ago. Yep. Um, with the chapter here at NAU. Yep. Socially distanced. Don't worry, everybody. Yep. It was fine. Yep. And they watched Spirited Away together. Oh, man. Cool. For the movie. And it was a big draw. Wow. Um, and, huh. and so... How can you? How can how can they be? How can they be so double-minded to like Spirited Away and Shrek? I don't know. <laughs> Certainly, the Oscar voters did. Right. Yeah. So they were like, uh, "Okay, Shrek wins over Monsters Inc. Makes no sense. Doesn't age well. That that whole idea." Um, but then the next year, I don't know who this was up against. Um, do you know? Well, it was. I think category? it was a non-Pixar year, but okay. I can look it up. Um, oh, here we go. Here were the other. Oh, this is very interesting. Here are the other nominees. Okay. Ice Age. Hmm. Fine. Ray, Ray Romano. Right? <laughs> yep. As totally. A big... Dennis Leary. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, Spirit Stallion of the Cimarron, hmm. which is about horses. Yep. And then two Disney movies Treasure Planet, hmm. which also Gen Z friggin' loves Treasure Planet, and Lilo and Stitch. Which I like oh. a lot. I like Lilo and Stitch. Hey, and that's also um, Davi Chase. Oh, right. She So she was in the lead actors, actress spot, female right. actor, for two movies. That's pretty amazing in the same year. Yeah, that that's crazy. Hmm. Yep. Um, but then 
you're right. Then there's a domination of Pixar. Okay. Finding Nemo, Incredibles, Ratatouille, Wally, Up, Toy Story 3. There's other things mm. in between then, but when I mean even Brave wins. Hmm. Guess what? What? Another reason why I don't like Frozen. It beat out another Hayao Miyazaki movie that it's year. Oh, Frozen Just or Frozen 2. It's fine, fine. Frozen. Okay. I love Frozen 2, dude. No Frozen 2. Um, Frozen 2. Frozen 2, not even nominated, I'm afraid to tell you. Oh, that stinks. That (laughs) stinks. I mean, Frozen 2. So good. Yeah, crazy. Um, But you're right. So, but here's what here's what I was going for with that. Um, Spirited Away, the only hand drawn animated movie to ever win that category. Mm. Everything because it this this category came out in CGI times. Yeah, totally. Because probably it's, Beauty and the Beast would have won. Wait, wasn't right, Beauty and the yeah. Beast even nominated for like? It was nominated for best picture. picture. And yeah, not just um, animated. I, and I think it won some sort of like honorary mm, Oscar okay. before there was a category. Sure. Um, so I suppose we could include that in there. And, and Disney, of course, was doing, they were helping Studio Ghibli, which is Miyazaki's company, do all their promotion. They were the ones trying to get them Oscars, stuff like that, because okay. John Lasseter, he of the lingering hug. Yep. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> was like obsessed with Miyazaki well, and basically brought it to the Western world. Yeah. That when I saw John Lasseter, there were two observations I made at the very beginning. First was that I went, I went to HBO max, which is where you can watch yeah. this. And I was mm-hmm. like two hours and four minutes. What? <laughs> that was the first Because <laughs> I, well, I know it's, it is a long animated movie. I couldn't believe that you picked a two hour and four minute movie. First of all, um yeah and then john lasseter right at the top executive producer um Mm -hmm. and then kind of like hearing about the fact that the that the disney animators were like this is the dude yeah miyazaki like i love that idea that um they knew Mm -hmm. how awesome this guy is like like guys like american audiences you have got to meet this artist or you know this artist needs to be seen on our um in our movie houses um, because mm-hmm. he's brilliant, and yeah, so I I didn't really know that Lasseter, or I guess I figured, but um, was just like, like, and I imagine like the Disney animators, like him, like walking in, and them all being like, well, Whoa. it was it was the opposite. The Pixar guys went to Japan oh, to watch him work. Even that's um, even more amazing because they were obsessed with him. They mm. went. This is the story that I heard. They're yeah. obsessed obsessed with Miyazaki. Pixar in its early years. Whenever they would get stuck, mm-hmm. this is a quote I read from Laster, they would watch mm. Miyazaki stuff. And then they would get unstuck and they would they would get to the next level of creativity. <laughs> so they they go to Japan and just watch him work. Apparently Miyazaki was pretty rude to them. I believe <laughs> just that. Just like, leave me alone, sure. I'm working on something. And then um then Lasseter was like, I want to pour as much money as possible to get you into theaters wow. in the US. Wow. And so that was when the partnership was formed. Dang. Um, and has since expired, and that's why it's on HBO Max instead of Disney Plus. I see. Uh, but they had a they had a decade-long relationship, I think, where Disney was in charge of promotions. Okay. Um, promoting them here. Is and paying t- to get it into theaters and stuff like that. Okay. Is Miyazaki still living? I should have looked that up. He is. Okay. 
and he's retired like four times. He's one of these guys where he's like, I'm done. Uh huh. That was my masterpiece. I think he said this that after Spirited Away. That was my masterpiece. I'm never going to do another piece of work again. He's uh-huh. made four or five movies since then. <laughs> he retired again and then um, just announced a couple months ago that he's making another movie. Okay, so how pumped are you about that? Another little glimpse into our house, our home life. Mm-hmm. We we have dinner, and sometimes I'm like, did you hear the news? Mm-hmm. And they know that it's going to be something very inconsequential. I never give them any, like, yeah. <laughs> news that matters. We're having but a it's baby. Like, yeah. <laughs> no, never. It's like <laughs> Daft Punk broke up. Sure, 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 yeah. That's, that's, that's the big news, deal. That's right? a big deal, though. Yeah. So it was a huge deal. I mean, it was like when the Star Wars, all the Star Wars stuff came out. Yes. We talked about Obi-Wan show and all that stuff, mm-hmm. right? Did you hear the news? So did you hear the news is off and around Miyazaki. Can you believe it? It's coming to HBO Max was a did you hear the news night. And then also he Miyazaki came out of retirement and he's making another movie. Celebration, all that sorts of stuff. So yeah, a big deal. Okay. That's what I'm saying, dude. It's just a, it's a part of the conversation yeah, here. I love that. Um, and uh, and so I don't want to come into it like then there's so much pressure to prove to everybody that that's worth it to make it part of oh, our conversation. I, I felt that way with Space house. Camp, dude. Like, <laughs> but the thing is, we were both on board. Like now I, right. I'm a new adopter. Um, yes, definitely. But, but like that, we were like we were so ready. Um, <laughs> it, it's like a Miller. Um, George Miller. George Miller, right? Like he kind of like retires mm-hmm. and is like, oh, well, we got to make another Mad Max. <laughs> right? right. Like, I'm not going to say no to another Mad Max. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, I'm really excited about talking about this. For sure. I think you're right. If people haven't seen it, um, you should at least, I, th- I think at least to be able to see what it looks like is important. Yes. Um, so even if somebody's going to watch the first half an hour, you should do that. It's on HBO Max. If you don't have HBO Max, get a month free of it. Oh yeah. Watch some Miyazaki films and cancel. Do that right I'm sure around. They love us promoting that. When Dune comes out, do it then. Oh yeah, good idea. Um, I mean, you could watch the Snyder cut. Oh right. This month, if you want to. Right. Um, hey, let me just read a couple of real quick things from the Gomer One Sheet, and then we'll head into the trailer. Please do. Um, okay, this yeah. was released in the United States, March twenty eighth, two thousand three came out in mm-hmm. 2001 in Japan and in 2002 yep. um, won the Berlin Film Festival Award, the coveted Golden Bear Award for Best Film. Um, yep. So then they were like, we need to get this. I don't know what when the John Lasseter like, time frame was, but... Yeah, it was before then. Uh, um, yeah. They, they helped promote this movie um, when it came to the Oscars. Yeah, it, so I, I think Disney was probably pretty happy with this win. Yes, it, it's so it's not yeah. like though John Lasseter and friends were sitting in Berlin. We're like, what is this? Let's <laughs> do that. This is great. Let's bring this <laughs> way right, before exactly. then. Um, running yep. time two hour and five minutes. Uh, originally it was in Japanese. It's been redubbed into English, um, which is the mm-hmm. one that I've seen. I have not seen the original. Have you seen the original? Yep. Yeah. Okay. I do want to do that with subtitles someday. Um, gross yeah. uh, budget was 19 million. Gross at the box office in the U.S. only 13.75 million, but worldwide 355 million. It remains to this day the highest grossing movie in Japan. It surpassed Titanic in 2001, mm-hmm. which was as number two or number three now. Won the yeah. Oscar yep. 
for best animated feature. Um, also, mm-hmm. I saw this award. It won the best movie for grownups who refuse to grow up. <laughs> well, we'll talk about that when it comes to my evidences. Okay, good. Um, also, BAFTA <laughs> Awards, Saturn Awards, tons more. Yeah. Um, lots of movies yep. around this time. My favorite movie from this year, other than that, was The Core. Um, just Ugh. kidding. That thing <laughs> sucks. That thing sucks. <laughs> but, dude, when I was reading, like, the top box office of that year, I saw The Core, and I had flashbacks to me and Krause in L.A. Um, I visited uh-huh. him at Life University. Or, wait, whatever. It was Life something. And uh, we got in and out, went to the core. We're like, that was so stupid. But, of course, I love it. <laughs> yeah. Listener, you don't, you can't see this, the one sheet that he's given me. There are movies on here such as Two Towers, About Schmidt, Gangs of New York, Attack of the Clones, Tears of the Sun. The one movie he has stars that, that he wants to talk about is The Core. He stars movies that he wants to talk about. Make sure we talk about this one, The Core. It's so stupid, um, but I love it. Yeah, okay. definitely. Um, all right, and uh, Rotten Tomatoes, 97% critic, 96% audience award. Yeah, it's up there. Um, and dude, just to put us in time, I was auditioning for grad schools right as this was coming out. Oh, right, and yeah. And Aaron and I were preparing to get married and mm-hmm. go to Passion One Day. So... <laughs> Wow. There we go. I was living in a tiny apartment with Jessica mm. up above um, another family. Just living life, watching Spirited Away. I remember that apartment. Getting pregnant. Because I, I drove all the way up there to show you guys the rainbow vacuum. <laughs> oh, my remember? gosh. Let's table that conversation. <laughs> we should have a whole bonus up about when you were a rainbow vacuum salesman. <laughs> We, I mean, we need to do a bonus up about the weirdest jobs we've ever had, <laughs> yes, right? Absolutely, put that on the list, dude. Weird. Okay, that's like, on the list. That is jobs, a must, dude. Yep. Okay. Um. All right. Let me read the back of the VHS. Okay. I did find the back of the VHS. This is kind of wow, tail cool. end VHS days. Yeah. Um. But this was Walt Disney clamshell. Remember? Mm, right. Like the plastic clamshells. Didn't VHS fit in any like bookshelf? The worst. Right. But cool too. Yeah, I know. You had to lay them, you had to lay yes. them down and stack them up or put them in a closet right. or a drawer. Yep. Um, yeah. Uh, but it just looks like a, a beautiful VHS, honestly. I wish I probably could buy it somewhere. Mm. Um, okay, here's what it says. From one of the most celebrated filmmakers in the history of animated cinema comes the most acclaimed film of 2002. Hayao Miyazaki's latest triumph, filled with astonishing animation and epic adventure, is a dazzling masterpiece for the ages. It's a wonderfully welcoming work of art that's as funny and entertaining as it is brilliant, beautiful, and deep. That's a guy from the Wall Street Journal said that. Hmm. Spirited Away is a wondrous fantasy about a young girl, Chihiro, trapped in a strange new world of spirits. When her parents undergo a mysterious transformation, another part I think that people check out on. They're like, that's enough. Sure. That mysterious transformation. She must call on the courage she never knew she had to free herself and return her family to the outside world. An unforgettable story, brimming with creativity, Spirit Away will take you on a journey beyond your imagination. Quote, to enter the world of Hayao Miyazaki is to experience a kind of lighthearted enchantment that is unique to the world of animation. Roger Ebert, Hmm. Chicago Sun-Times. It's a fantastic tale the whole family will want to experience over and over again. I have a question about the whole family thing we can talk about in the the trial. I am wondering about that. 
Yeah, I because we had conversation about should your girls watch this? We'll we'll talk more about that in the trial. But first, let's listen to the trailer. I'll play the American release trailer. So, um, I'm I'm assuming most of our listeners are not um, native Japanese speakers. So let's listen to the English trailer to get into that world. Then we'll come back. We'll put Spirited Away on trial. Walt Disney Studios presents a Studio Ghibli film. Honey, don't take a shortcut. You always get us lost. From master filmmaker Hayao Miyazaki. What is it? Come on, let's go in. I want to see what's on the other side. Where are you going? Hey! You said just a quick look. Now let's go back. You shouldn't be here. Get out of here now. What? Leave before it gets dark. You've got to get across the river. Go. I'll distract them. Don't be afraid. I'm Master Haku. No! I just want to help you. No! In worlds seen and unseen, where spirits are transformed, <laughs> and sorcerers rule, Witch Ibaba controls you by stealing your name. If you completely forget it, you'll never find your way home. Your name belongs to me now. One girl's future depends on her judgment. Aren't you getting wet out there? I'll leave the door open for you. Her courage. It's Haku! He's hurt! Haku! Haku! This way! Her loyalty. Haku helped me before. Now I want to help him. Everyone, I need my shoes and clothes, please. And remembering one thing above all else. I want you to know my real name. It's Chihiro. Walt Disney Studios presents a Studio Ghibli film. Experience a magical movie phenomenon. Embraced by all the world. Let's go! Prepare to be spirited away. All rise. Hey, how's it going over there? That didn't make any sound. I just opened Weak. some kombucha. Oh, is that what that is? Yeah, I was hoping this was going to make like a sound. Sorry yeah. if I just ruined it for everybody. You're looking forward oh, to that no. crack. For like uh, <laughs> to know you're really in the trial, but I've got some kombucha. This has been my favorite over the last couple of months. Thanks or last month. Thanks to our buddy Jason, our graphic designer. Right. Yeah. Um, that's right. And he introduced us to this big easy bucha, dude. It's got uh, James one seventeen on there, just like John three sixteen from uh, In and Out. In and Out. Yeah. James what? James one seventeen. Do you have the book of James we'll memorized? Have to look that up. Well, I, it, maybe it has something to do with trials of various kinds. That's my guess. Okay. James one. Okay. Be slow to speak, quick to listen, quick to listen, slow to speak, slow to become angry. Speaking of trials of various kinds, drinking kombucha. That's what I'd say is a trial of a various oh, kind. Are you real, dude? This is Florida dreaming infused 
with Florida orange and vanilla and aged oak. Mm. Maybe so. a store-bought kombucha. Jessica makes her own kombucha. Mm-hmm. And I can't, I can't do it. Really? Too fermenty? Re- really. Too fermenty. It tastes like drinking um, apple cider vinegar or something, which I know is healthy and you should do it, but I would never say, mmm, after I drink some. Okay, well, maybe then. <laughs> so maybe I need to buy some commercial, Just buy- right? <laughs> With live cultures. <laughs> yep. Yep. Um, all right, here we are in the trial. Spirited away. Steven's Choice, one of my faves, in my top 10, for sure. Um, here's how it works. We take a movie that we love. This one is a Steven's Choice, so it took one that I love. Um, we, or I, will act as its defense counsel this afternoon, or whenever you may be listening to this. It could be the middle of the night. I guess this afternoon makes no sense. Right. But you and I are recording in the afternoon, yeah. so that makes Beautiful sense to day. us. Um, and I will attempt to prove to you, to our listener, that this movie is indeed not just one I love, but is perfect. Um, when we're done, we'll uh, leave it up to the listeners. They're going to be able to vote, act as judge, jury, and possibly executioner. We're looking for a 75% yes or more from the listener to get a collective yay vote from then. I get a vote. Anthony gets a vote. Y'all get a vote. And if it gets three out of three, we send it on an artisan flash drive mm. that's made completely out of wood. Yep. <laughs> I, I kind of go up to Jeff Goldblum and his dad. They're playing chess, and I'm like, slip it to him. Here you go. Here it is. It's going to be good for those aliens. He rockets up to the aliens, gives them the flash drive. They watch these list of perfect movies and fly away. <laughs> they don't laser New York. <laughs> Wait, isn't it already blown up at that point, dude? Oh yeah, that's true. Shoot, <laughs> they've already blown up a ton of the Earth by then. Yeah. So we're gonna have to actually rewrite the whole movie for this to work. Got it. They'll go back oh, well. in time somehow. So you'll hear this sound effect when I have some evidence to give, and actually, I'm gonna do that right away. Oh, we're gonna yeah. get right into it because we do Great. have an interview coming up. I interviewed my friend Yasu. Um, but I, I want to lay some groundwork first about why I think this movie is perfect. Is that okay? It's awesome. All right. And I'm going to take a page from Anthony's book. Ooh. Your things that make a perfect movie are the way it looks, the way it sounds, the way it makes you feel. Yep. I was thinking about just doing those three. <laughs> but I want to get a little bit more specific. Yeah. Um, but I am going to start with the way it looks. Okay. And I th- I think this is this could be a um I really actually do think this could be the most jarring part for people. Sure. First time viewers. Um for for me, I think that uh, here here here's my evidence. I think no matter what you think, it's undeniably striking. Yeah. The look of this movie. It for anyone anywhere the visuals of this movie pack a punch. Yeah. It's like if you're watching this and somebody walks in on you watching this, they're, <laughs> it, it, it's not like, you know, you walked in somebody wa- watching somebody watch You've Got Mail. Right. Like, oh, there's Tom Hanks. You know, it's like, <laughs> what? <laughs> like, wh- what are you, wa- like, what is this? Right. Like, so yes, many definitely. scenes. Like, 
the bath scene with that weird stinky ghost or whatever stink spirit yeah stink spirit not yeah like okay so yeah. you're right yes so so there's like um and i think it goes back to so i want to I want to actually embrace this crayons dream thing. Mm-hmm. Crayons dream, just in case people don't know, is a dream that Anthony once had about picking up big crayons. And we think what it means is that he is faced with something that is impossible for him to even consider. Yeah. Would you say that that's the oh. interpretation of crayons dream? Totally. Overwhelming feeling yeah. of can't do it. Can't. Yeah. <laughs> Overwhelmed. So the, the fact that this is a hand-drawn movie yeah. is just incredible to me yes that that um that i think it's the most beautiful i do actually i think it's the most beautiful hand-drawn animated movie ever made Mm. uh and i um i think if you put it kind of next to other things that were coming out at the time treasure planet for instance (laughs) that movie looks cool um but there there are sometimes where you see a face in Treasure Planet and it has no detail on it. Yeah. There is never a point where you see even a face mm-hmm. in <laughs> right in Spirited Away that doesn't look like somebody somebody created every frame like through a, a microscope. Yeah. To get the detail going that yeah. they have going. Oh man, totally. Yeah, like I was just walking by a like a cherry blossom tree earlier today mm-hmm. and yeah. just the beautiful like detail of this tree that I'm looking at uh-huh. all the little flowers yeah. immediately. I thought of Miyazaki when I saw yeah. that tree, I was like, right. that is how he draws. Yes. You know, like how, uh, you know, some animation would just be like a brown stump <laughs> and then green <laughs> yes. circles kind of like yes, exactly. brushed together. This is the yep. kind of beauty and detail that he puts into every frame. Right. So I, I think that well, that that's actually the first thing that I think is amazing. Like the, the actual nature, the way that he draws nature and mm. landscapes, mm-hmm. they, they come, you know, uh, the, the movie is about, I'll just, if people haven't seen it yet, which maybe that's true. I'm, I'm assuming that that's actually true about a movie like this. You haven't seen this movie. Some of you who are listening right now, it's about a little girl who's moving and she goes into a, it, it's it's kind of a Narnia type Alice in Wonderland yep, type totally. story, right? Yep. Um, into a different world, and has fantasy adventures. She has to um, save her parents who have become pigs because they ate spirit food. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of the over the very broad overarching plot. She has to save her parents. Yep. <laughs> from being pigs. Yep. I kept going um, back to that one. I was like, okay, so one of the things yeah. that she's trying to accomplish is save her parents. Okay. Good. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Right. Like, and there are moments in the film that are like, remember, this is what it's about, sort of. But then she just, she, the thing is, she also gives up on it so easily. She's like, oh, hey, weird guy that I just met. Like, here's a thing that was going to save my parents, but instead it's for you. Right? Like, like maybe it'll well, help you. He is, he is pretty cute. Yeah. This guy she meets. Um, and so she does meet a boy who's sort of like, uh, well, he's a spirit, right? But she yep. ends up having to save him. She meets a whole cast of characters. She has to get a job working at this spirit bathhouse, which is just something incredible. I mm-hmm. mean, this thing looks amazing. Yeah. Um, and then she kind of goes home after that. that. That's kind of the very basic plot. She has to save her parents in a fantasy world by getting a job at a bathhouse. Yep. Um, it's not told in a linear way. 
Right. Um, but the reason I love how beautiful it is is because even maybe you are kind of getting to this even in our intro, even when you don't quite get what's going on, it's so stunning mm-hmm. that you're not ever bored. Definitely not. Because there's something to look at that yeah. you're like, what? I can't, like your eyes hurt because yeah. you don't, you, you can't believe what you're seeing. Yeah. Well, I mean, even as an, even as an example for that, like when she sees the dragon. So, um, right. what's the kid's Haku. name again? Haku. Yep. Um, when she sees him, the he becomes yep. Yep. The boy. He's not the one that she was trying to save with that food, though. That was the the ghost guy, right? Wasn't she going to give So she does. So th- this is another thing af- after only seeing this movie once, right? You, th- there are several things she f- saves with that food, but how are okay. you supposed to remember that after seeing it one time? You're trying to receive all this stuff <laughs> at once. Yeah. Um, yeah. Haku is the boy slash dragon slash river that she. Yes. Okay. Um, is kind of having this relationship with the whole time. And that's who she lost her shoe in when she was a kid, right? <laughs> Just imagine if somebody hasn't seen it. <laughs> yes, she meets a boy at the beginning. She finds out that he's actually a dragon. Uh-huh. And then at the end, she finds out that he's a river uh-huh. that she almost drowned in. Right. Which makes her cry. And yeah. It's just an amazing scene when oh. she figures that out. Oh my gosh, so incredible! Uh, see, the yeah. the dragon was the thing. So my my girls are obsessed with dragons right now. How right. to Train yeah, Your Dragon. That's true. Um, mm-hmm. the the dragon TV show, anything with dragons. Yeah. So I was like, this actually, because I wanted to make sure to watch it once first without them. Yeah, definitely. Um, just because sometimes if you want to fast forward stuff or whatever. Yeah. Um, yep. that way you can remember, like, know the parts that are going to be scary, and you can kind of like prep them, be like, oh no, this is just a like a scary ghost, but don't worry, nothing happens. But yeah, if you're watching yep. it for the first time, you don't know that. Um, so he when he is flying and like later in the movie and he's all like bloody and he's like far yeah. away and it just looks like there's like kind of like clouds around him and stuff and you're like mm-hmm. oh he's flying through cloud oh cool and then you notice he's hurt and he's bleeding and yeah. you're like she's like there's a bunch of birds uh-huh and then he gets closer and closer and closer and then she basically figures out they're just like paper birds paper air little paper, paper airplanes yep. paper yeah airplanes. fighting this dragon yep yeah like just even like those little details mm-hmm. um are so interesting, so fascinating to watch. But you're like, where where are these paper like thousand paper airplanes from? <laughs> Why are they there? <laughs> what are they doing? And then they right. like her. Yeah. And like and I think I, I mentioned this in the interview coming up with Yasu, like I'm constantly wondering, am I supposed to get this? And I just don't mm. get it because I'm not culturally Japanese. Right. It was yep. interesting to hear from him, and you'll hear from him what his answer was about that. But yeah, I know what you mean. Like paper airplanes, did I miss something? You're you're, you're constantly kind of feeling that way, mm-hmm. especially on the first watch through. Mm-hmm. Um, Haku, which is the dragon, I love how he looks. He's mm. got a little bit of a. We're looking at a picture of him right now, just yep. in case I, I shared a picture. He's got kind of got a. Luck Dragon vibes from yeah, Falcor. Never ending story. Falcor, right? He's got right. the Falcor vibe, totally. Kind of like he's because he's yep. a long white. He's a long snake like dragon. Mm-hmm. That's very Asian, right? But I think the How to Train Your Dragon dragons 
yep. are a little bit stockier and thicker. Yes, right. Um, so I love the look of him. I love the design here. I'm just going to share with you some other designs I love. Uh, Yubaba, who is the evil witch, terrifying. Dude. Okay, so she reminds me of um, uh, probably not. This doesn't really make sense. But like in pictures at an exhibition, there's like uh-huh. um, there's like Rimsky Korsakov. Um, oh, I'm sorry, Mazorgsky, Rimsky Korsakov. Um, How dare you? Well, he did. He did the orchestrations. <laughs> sorry. Okay, I see. Um, Mazorgsky wrote like the piano score. Uh huh. Um, yeah. Baba Yaga is one uh-huh. of the characters in that, which is like this yes. chicken thing up on tiny little legs. I don't know. I was mm-hmm. getting a little bit of that vibe from what's her well, name? Yeah, and Yubaba. Like, so Yubaba. actually, I think her name is based on that, dude. Uh. I think Yubaba, her name is based on Baba Yaga. Uh. Cool. Um, so that's that's crazy that you came to that yourself. Huh. It It's all sorts of crazy how many things can happen when you watch this movie. Yeah. But like I think her design is the most impressive to me because she probably has a thousand wrinkles on her face. Mm. Yeah. And the can drawing. Can you imagine ev- every drawing? They have to redraw that. Totally. And like rendering that and like moving yeah. that and like how yep. it like squishes. And mm-hmm. to- you're right. That is I had not put that together how how yeah. detailed she is. Her like just mouthful of teeth yes all that jewelry all that jewelry why does she have why would they think you know what let's give her a lot of jewelry also (laughs) yeah (laughs) Yeah. what a weird decision and probably added like six months Mm -hmm. to the production time of this um then we have a so i'm i'm just gonna i love the character design Mm -hmm. right the way it looks you have a like the radish Mm. spirit i'm showing you right now which is just this probably eight foot tall Naked, fat, white, radish man. <laughs> that visual right there reminds me of Big Hero. Oh, yeah. He is very Big Hero 6. Little, You're totally yep. right. Yeah. Yep, or definitely. something you would see. Some of these are things I feel like you would see on Star Wars. But uh-huh. now you can kind yeah, of probably see where they ripped off ideas from. <laughs> I, I'll tell you that um, when I first was hearing about Miyazaki I heard he's like there's a lot of Star Wars stuff happening Hmm. visually and storytelling wise in his movies and that's one of the reasons why I decided I wanted to watch some of his stuff so this a lot of the character design does feel very um Star Wars would do it in puppet form yes Uh uh-huh yep um and then I think that there's this when I just want to close out my the way it looks thing and I want to talk a little bit about the, I don't know if I would call it, I don't even want to, I was going to say body horror. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but like there is so much blood mm-hmm. and throwing up in this yes, movie. totally. <laughs> <laughs> Which is, I think you were, like if, if a person, if like a person that didn't have any context for this were to walk in on you. Yeah. certain parts of this movie why is that monster puking just all over the place just and then she's like yes. swimming in dirt mud that's when aaron came in last night was when i was watching the bath scene with the um the stink spirit yes my second to most favorite scene okay yeah, yeah. yep but she crushes that scene dude 
Oh, right? like, I she, love that scene. She's amazing. Like she's fearless. Yep. Oh, um, there it is. And that's that's the visual I yes. think that really knocked this out of the park for me. Hmm. That's an there, amazing there's this part, shot. There's a wow. scene. I would say the biggest set piece in the movie is she has to clean. She works in this bathhouse where spirits come to relax. I guess mm-hmm. this horrible, stinky thing comes in, and she. Chihiro, this little girl, has to figure out how to clean it up. Nobody else can figure it out. And the way she does it is she kind of unplugs all of the gross trash that it's 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 a polluted river, it ends up being. And there is this part where she unplugs this thing, and it is the most satisfying. <laughs> it's disgusting and satisfying. Like, I don't know, picking a scab oh, or something. You know so how right. that's that is so you know how gross, that's but you're disgusting but satisfying. Oh um gosh. and and I could watch this scene every day. I've actually watched this scene and showed this scene as a way to describe um redemption. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All of your crap is just expelled. Yep. And it is just this beautiful thing, and she is, you're right, killing it in that scene. She figures something out nobody else can figure out. Mm -hmm. I love that visual. Well, there was, you know, I'm coming at it with a, a, you know, Christian worldview, right? Sure. And like she said, there's a thorn in his side. Yes, definitely. They call it a thorn. Uh And they do that in both the English dub and and the Japanese sub. Oh, okay. Which I was was listening for and watching for last time I I watched it. Yep. They actually say there's a thorn in his side. And they're like, thorn? And it ends up being an old bicycle, which I love. Yep. But that was very, (laughs) um, that's very uh, Paul, Pauline. Yes, definitely. Yep. And it just feels like it was so satisfying when it's taken out of him. Oof, I love oh, that. Yeah. Um, there was something about a bike I heard about, and w- was there some symbolism to um, he like some polluted river yeah. in Miyazaki's childhood or something childhood, like that? Right. And there was yep, an act- yeah. actually a bike, right? So that actually had some yeah some sort of symbolism. I Heard. And and if you keep watching Miyazaki stuff, there's a lot of environmental stuff, mm. pollution stuff, industrialization, dangers of stuff. Sure. Um, that that's definitely one of his themes. Sure. Um, but since we're talking about how Chihiro just kills it in that scene, mm-hmm. um, my second evidence is Chihiro, mm. who, and I'll I'll say this, you know, sometimes I'm prone to um. Exaggeration. <laughs> Let's just face it. <laughs> Sometimes I say that's my favorite movie ever, and yeah. it's not, or that's my favorite character ever. Um, I and I, I want to say this, and I I think I'm being as honest as I can. There is no other child character. Let's put it like this: There's no other child character that I relate to more hmm. as I think about me as a kid. Hmm. Than Chihiro in Spirited Away. Wow. There's a couple reasons for that. So I get this is a very personal piece of evidence, but whatever, we do this all the time. Yeah. Um, so I don't know if it would be admissible in court. <laughs> no, I just feel it really strongly because yeah. I have personal connections to it. Your Honor. We do that all the time. She though. reminds me of me. Okay. <laughs> Perfect. 
<laughs> um, uh, there's a couple reasons for that. I love how klutzy she is. We uh-huh. all know. Yep. We all know I'm klutzy. Oh, yeah. We're going to hear a klutzy story of you on this interview that I was like, I did a head slap. <laughs> I did a head slap. I was like, wait, what? That happened? <laughs> Um, I she she just is falling over all the time. Yep. She's running into things. I think actually I think if people have never seen this movie and want to get a ta- like a gateway into this movie, you should look up Chihiro running down the stairs. C H I H I R O running down the stairs, which is just a little girl. Mhm. A nine-year-old, ten-year-old girl? I don't know. Ten, what you, yeah, I think. Ten, maybe. Yeah, ten-year-old girl running downstairs exactly like a little girl would run downstairs <laughs> who, is, who do, has never been down this particular stairway before <laughs> and is terrified. Um, <laughs> she's just – she's falling all over the place. She's bumping into people. She's um, she's klutzy. And so I love that about her, mm-hmm. and I was that way also. Yep. Um. Also, you know I love a movie about somebody, a kid being moved against their will. Mm. Yeah. You mean like moved, moving, right? Like their house. Moving, like moving their, moving from one house to another, moving yes. to a new town. Yeah. So the opening scene, they're moving. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And I thought right away, we talked about this on Goonies. That is like the ultimate plot device. For kids yes. to like buy in immediately, be like, "Oh man, I feel ya!" Like, "Oh, that she's is the so worst. sad." Yep, yep. She's so sad about totally. it. She has some flowers, I think, from her friends. Yeah, oh. we don't see that scene, but f- uh, and a card that she's been given from her old friends. Yeah, and her parents are like, "Do do do, you'll be fine." <laughs> her parents, dude. <laughs> her parents. Oh man, like I know. I. I goes so quickly into the movie like right away there's yeah. no exposition scene right it's just hardly like any a, setup immediate yep. action and mm-hmm. like he's like oh we got four-wheel drive let's go let's check it out let's see what's going on dude <laughs> i don't need no map let's go right like that's her dad. <laughs> her dad. let's eat this random food i know which by the way looks like great the, the, that food looks amazing food and looks incredible um but yeah, yeah, I was kind of like, I mean, that dude, that was a good, good picture of gluttony. Yes, dude, definitely. When they're yep. pigging out, mm-hmm. I was like, man, dude, I've totally done that. And if you were to look at me, mm-hmm. I probably would kind of look like they were they were turning into <laughs> pigs, right? They're like, <laughs> yeah, yep. It was just so. I, I I love those little moments where you can say that is actually a analogy a metaphor that i can fully understand Love and embrace totally. mixed into other things where you're like huh <laughs> um so they have moved chihiro she's sad about that i feel like um okay so here's where i really relate to her okay i think if i were put into the position that she's put into yeah entering into a new world i would have this um equal parts being scared Mm-hmm. And being really excited. Mm. Got it. And I don't think I, I ever see that really clearly in a movie where a kid is displaced, especially into a fantasy world. Yeah. There's like terror for a long time. 
And then finally, they overcome their fear. Yeah. I think if as a nine-year-old, when I was being moved to a different country, a different culture, Mm -hmm. and something had happened where I was taken out of that into a fantasy world, I would be terrified and there would be a large portion of me that would be relieved. (laughs) (laughs) Like... I, I embrace this fully. This is actually a dream to be taken out of that situation I was in. Yeah. And so I love that somehow they're able to create this little girl character who is terrified and crying all the time. Yep. Which I would be. And also really excited. Yeah. I get uh, to work in this spirit bathhouse. Yeah. I get to meet ghosts. <laughs> I get to fly around on a dragon. Yeah. <laughs> I get to make new friends that look like frogs. I think it's exactly how I would act. Huh. And it just when I first saw this movie, I was so uh thrilled to to see a character like that. Yeah. Wow. So I love Chihiro. Cool. And then her name is changed. Okay, so symbolism. Yeah. I want to know about this, about her uh-huh. taking the name. Right. Which th- this reminded me a little bit of, of in The Little Mermaid when oh, Ursula takes yep. her voice. Totally. Like there, I like that. I don't know if it's a trope of fairy tales, but if you're like, I'm going to take something from you mm-hmm. and um, and you need to regain it somehow. Yeah. Right. And so that's what I thought the first time I watched this movie. She takes her voice or sorry, her name or changes mm-hmm. her name. Yeah. Um. And I think I heard somewhere that the new name she gets, Sen, is a number. It's not okay. a name. Okay. And so she changes, she takes a couple of the symbols from her name and changes her name oh, yeah. into just a number. Because there were, like, obviously I can't read, I can't read Japanese. So right. I, I, you could tell that when uh-huh. she lifted her name off of that paper, she uh-huh. left some remnant of it. Right. Yeah. And like I noticed yep. it didn't just it wasn't just wiped out like clean slate. It was like yeah, that's super interesting. Yeah. Hmm. So, um I I love that kind of trading off and then she has to regain her name and that's something you couldn't do in English. Maybe I guess you could. You could take out certain lines of the letters in a name and make it something different, but right. that seems so Japanese to me. Yeah. Only possible in a Japanese movie is really cool. Yeah. That was amazing. Yeah. So she, I just love her. Uh, she's so great. So um, she is, yeah, she's a reason. Like I was talking to Lily on our, our nine-year-old on our walk mm-hmm. today uh, about yeah. this movie. I was like trying to describe it to her. And <laughs> yeah. like, I was like, it's so like strange, but amazing. And like tons uh-huh. of stuff. Like I told her about the stink monster and the, mm-hmm. um, Yababa. Y- I know I still can't. Yababa, yep. Yep, Yababa. Yeah. And the dragon, I was like really trying to sell the dragon. Um, yeah. See, I, yeah. My curiosity. What, do what, it, what do you think? Do you think she'd like it? Do you think she'd be able to handle it? There's a lot of. Right. Well, blood. it's just. Yeah, I, I'm not, I wasn't worried about that. The only thing I was. Just wor- a surprising amount of blood. Yeah, you know, for I wasn't movie. worried about that. The only thing I was worried about was like them being like, what? Oh, I see. Yeah. Um. And then the ghost spirits at the beginning when the parents turn into uh-huh. pigs and then that, she realizes scary. she's alone. That mm-hmm. I was yes. like actually as a kid, uh, like as far as I could tell, would be like the scariest thing. Like I don't think they'd be scared by Yababa. 
too much. Right. I think they'd think the baby was funny. Um, I think I think they'd be laughing at some of the stuff. I <laughs> Yeah. It's, and sometimes that's all you can do. There was like right? lucky charms they sprinkled on the ground. For, oh, for those little, for the little soot dust. sprites to yeah, eat. Yeah. Yum. I was like, ooh, they'd like I love that. that. <laughs> well, so I, I'm thinking right now about how you prepped them for the Goonies, right? Yep. You showed them some of that stuff. Yeah. You showed them um, sloth. Sloth, totally. So they were never scared of sloth. They came and they um, were rolling. He came out and they were so rolling. There's the imagery part of this movie, which I, I mean, obviously I love because it was one of my evidences mm -hmm. that you probably might need to expose them to some some of it. But that I think what you're getting at, which is different than something like Goonies is the situations she's put in are scary. Yep. Being alone. Okay. So here's what I would do. If I was going to pitch it to a, um, nine, 10 year old girl, who's not quite sure. Yep. I would say, here's something you need to understand about these movies. Mm -hmm. No bad guys are actually bad. Mm, that's good. <laughs> yeah. Every time you meet something scary, don't worry. Because that scary thing is going to either become good or cute <laughs> by the end of this movie. <laughs> yeah, that's good. Even when the stink right? monster... No, 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 not the stink monster. The ghost... I don't know what the mm -hmm. character's name with the white face. No face. No yep, face. No okay, face. Yep. yep. Um, eats John Ratzenberger. Um, eats yeah. Cliff. Um, yep. I was like... Oh. Just eats him right up. He was like... Ow. <laughs> I was like, whoa, <laughs> dang. Um, Not Cliff. You know, but at the same time, we've been watching Tron Uprising. Loving it. Okay. Super fun. Great. Yeah. And they're just like mm -hmm. de-resin people. And they're like, eh. Yeah. You know, so, and like, yeah. So maybe maybe it's worth saying even No-Face, who I think becomes pretty terrifying at some part in the movie, right? He's, to, to, to talk about, he's doing that. And I didn't get this until four or five times I watched it. He's doing that because he wants love. Mm -hmm. And he's realizing, oh, these people like money. Right. And actually it's 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 um, making him into a monster. Mm -hmm. And the only way for him to be heal, healed of that is because this little girl loves him. Yep. She doesn't want and the money. And guess what? At the end, he becomes a real nice friend to her. Totally. Totally. <laughs> And he doesn't want he doesn't want the money. That was the thing. Is like she's not tempted by the food, right? And she's not mm -hmm. tempted by the money, at all. Like yep. she's such a pure, yes. um, mm -hmm. person. You know, like a yeah, the innocent. You know, like um, yep. You know, that's something else I loved about it was like, um, I, I heard somebody say this, but it was like she wasn't magical. Like she wasn't mm -hmm. she wasn't special in like. Like the Harry Potter way, right? Right. Yep. Like she's just a she's not the she's not Neo coming into this right universe, and everybody's like, oh, it's it's Keanu Reeves, it's Neo, it's right, it's yeah. Harry Potter. We've always been waiting for you. They're just kind of like, well, get a job, right? Right. Yeah. It's 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 not like you're a Skywalker, you're a Palpatine, <laughs> Ray. What? <laughs> Shahiro. What? <laughs> uh, I don't know, Shiro Skywalker. Okay. <laughs> You may enter. <laughs> totally. Um, yeah. Yeah. Cross out the the. Um, and and she, you know, when you're saying that, I'm realizing she never gets powers. Exactly. She's just as klutzy and awkward when she leaves. Totally. But the th than when she came in. Yeah. The thing I is, love that. 
she leaves stronger from the situation, mm-hmm. having discovered, yeah. like that she is a brave, um, mm-hmm. you know, smart kid, uh, and yeah. that was what blew me away. Was at the end, um, there where she was worried about moving. She was worried about her new school. She was worried about the new house. Yeah, she's like, oh yeah, yeah. let's go. You know, like she, yeah, the I, experience. I don't, maybe I'm reading too much into it. She's experienced culture shock. Hmm. And so now, now anything else, going to a new school, meeting new friends, yep. at least they'll be humans. Maybe that's what she's thinking. Right. Like I made friends with hundreds of spirits who are terrifying and throwing up on me. <laughs> exactly. Um, it's the, it's the thing of, um, heard Tim Keller talk about Narnia. He was like, once they came back, there's nothing to worry about because they realized this yeah. whole big outside world that you were dr- pulled out of like your mundane circumstances. And once you realize right, the right. the world of the spiritual realm, you come back and you're like, Oh, that's what I was worried about. My new school. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. I love that. Yep. Yes, definitely. I hadn't thought of it that way. Yeah. That's great. Just let me say one more thing I love great. about Chihiro. My favorite scene is after all that stuff, she's she's done the stink spirit. She rescued no face. She sits on a train mm-hmm. and just is quiet for a little bit. Yeah. And looks, she's sitting, uh, th- there's something about her posture. I'm, I found the picture of it. I'm going to share it yes. with you. Um, there's something about her posture here. Uh, <laughs> we're going back to visual, but whatever. Um, where she's sitting in a seat that's not facing the window. It's fa- it's like up against the window, right? Facing away. Oh, yeah. But she's she's sitting in that seat and she's looking out the window behind her. Yeah. Um, I felt like this so many times. I felt like this so many times as a kid on a train. Mm. <laughs> and so, again, I'm sorry, judge and jury. I'm putting this on my own experience. I have never... I, I'm I'm telling you, I've never felt like that's me. Hmm. Where I would come home from a horrible day in Austrian school where I didn't understand a thing that happened to me. Yeah. And the way I got home was on the train. Hmm. And I would just sit there. And sometimes it was dusk. Yep. Because it was so late. Yeah. And I would just think about what the hell just happened <laughs> to me. <laughs> You were bullied, right? Bullied. I didn't understand the language. I didn't understand anything that was happening. My solace was the train ride. And that there's a scene here where she's riding after all that stuff had happened, looking outside, wondering. Hmm. Um, I just just can't get enough. Oh, my gosh. I often put this. I mean, we're going to do a best trains episode of the bonus desk. This train will be on. (laughs) <laughs> we'll be up up for best train. Yes. I don't know if it's my favorite train in film, but the, the thing that happens on the train is so deeply personal to me mm. that um, I just keep coming back to it. Sometimes I just watch this scene. Wow. It's one of those things. Yep. Um, well, it's... Uh, it's that's, And I just love it. That's one of the th- things that movies are so... Wait, put that scene back up. I want to see that. Hold on. Okay. Okay, so this is where movies like the visuals are just so, like, I don't know, they're so important and nostalgic and yep. things that you can, like, 
relate to. So like I that picture that you have right there, mm-hmm. I have a picture like that, except it's Rudy <laughs> running. Yes. It's Rudy. Like I, it was my desktop for like a year, dude. Like during early right. Gomer days. These are days. definite desktop yes. pictures, right? Like, that you are like, that's me, or I relate to that, or that's inspiring to me. Yes. I'm gonna put it as the background on my desktop. Yes. Yeah. Man, dude. Um, yep. Dude, so a kind of like a, a analogy I have for like this movie is mm-hmm. I love it. First of all, I love love it when I love thinking about movies. I love yes. Um, not just one and done movies like, you know, right. And of course we love those stout, yeah, core. definitely. um, <laughs> you know, day after tomorrow, actually day after tomorrow is pretty, that that's, that's actually a really good movie. Um, but you're not going to spend hours thinking about it yeah, and yeah. You, you see something new every time you watch yeah. it. Right. They were burning books to stay alive. What? <laughs> like, <laughs> Um, but they're in a library. That's the only thing they have left. Um, and they still would not have survived by burning those books. No, that cold was, would have killed them. It was so <laughs> cold outside, right? Um, <laughs> but uh, my thought is, so I love I love movies and things that you have to think mm-hmm. about a lot of times and can peel away layers. So, like my ana- analogy for that is the Rite of Spring. Um, mm. th- I th- I feel like. I was thinking about on my walk earlier today, the Rite of Spring or um, Spirited Away is very similar to the Rite of Spring for me. Okay. In that the first time you hear it, you're like, what is happening? Right. Yeah. And I'm 30 years into the Rite of Spring, probably 35 years into listening to the Rite of Spring. And huh. it is still, it is a wild piece of music, dude. It like right, right. blew the roof off of the ballet Russe, or in <laughs> or the, in in Paris where they had the ballet where they where they did it. Like they were like, what? And is that Tchaikovsky? No, right uh, Stravinsky. Stravinsky, right? They're literally like, this is music we have never heard before. And that is the one with the bassoon solo. Yep, at the beginning starts with a really right. high bassoon solo. Um, but now, well, first of all, I can. You can never stop peeling away layers of a piece that intricate. Right. He composes yeah. like Miyazaki draws, dude. Like that is the analogy. Yeah. Is it so okay, finely it. detailed? Another composer like that is like Debussy. Um, uh-huh. These like this French music that's just so intricately crafted. Um, it, yeah. It's like a puzzle. It's like a beautiful, right. beautiful puzzle. And um, and so that this is the I, I brought one visual to bring. Um, uh-huh. So, okay. Debussy, he was studying in Rome, and he was going through like old antique archives and stuff, uh-huh. and he loved this like Japanese art. Okay. And so he collected some, and so this this is a piece um, by Katushika Hakusai. So sorry if I just messed that sure. pronunciation up, but it's called "Under the Wave of Kanagawa," uh-huh. aka the Great Wave. Right, of course. That uh, if people can't see this, they have seen it. It's like that yes. Japanese wave picture. <laughs> yes, I feel it, like it, the Oasis has had this on their wall. Oh, very possible. I mean, or th- maybe this Cecil. Is, I don't know. Yeah, maybe. Like this is one of those. It's just a absolute masterpiece and classic. Yeah. Yep. You know, it's like if you were in art history class or something like that, you've seen mm-hmm. this, or at the Oasis house, right? Saw it on the wall, but. 
forever growing up, Debussy's La Mer, mm. which is the sea, uh-huh. um, this is the cover to the score to that. Okay, gotcha. So like they're like the the waves and stuff, and mm-hmm. even just I feel like encapsulated in that painting is just like the look, yeah, of this of this whole this whole movie, like right. his aesthetic, you know. Yes, um, definitely. So, the, yeah, so those those are just other artists that I just feel are so detailed as well, and that made me love this um, movie even more because it's not just like somebody trying to make a movie to make money. It's right. like an artist. Yes. Pouring his heart into something and not giving a rip. Yeah. Like what I like, dude, this is a bold, courageous movie. Yeah. Yes. Just so totally. I think if you imagine how much time it took to make it beautiful. Yeah. Then you're not thinking the whole time. Did he do that on by mistake? Right? Is (laughs) right. Nothing is accidental in this movie. Yes. It's yep. so carefully done and detailed. So that makes you sit up and pay attention. Yeah. Maybe in a way that Rite of Spring does, where sometimes it sounds like, I mean, if I'm remembering Rite of Spring, sometimes it's a cacophony, right? Of yeah, like it definitely. Noise. The chords, it's chords yeah. on top of each other. Right. Percussion uh, rhythms like that have never been heard before. Yeah. Mixed meters, like crazy and inst- like orchestration that's like wild. Yeah. But because you know the composer had every note, yeah, carefully planned, yeah, and put on paper, then yeah. you can't just dismiss it as a mess. Yep, you you, ha- you have to say this is a, this is a puzzle that I could spend my life solving. Yes, I mean not not to not to oversell Spirited Away, but I think you could spend your life trying to solve this movie and yeah. never quite get there. But it's but Miyazaki has, and I love that challenge. Maybe I mean, yeah. like, I'd love that. And so I love the analogy of a good, complex, detailed, purposeful piece of music. Yeah, That's, it feels like that to me. Yep. the The other analogy was in food when you mm-hmm. taste something that you've never tasted before. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Too. So like I can remember, like kimchi is a great example for me. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Or even kombucha, like kombucha. I'm drinking right now. <laughs> right. Yeah. Or like I remember when my friends introduced me to Korean barbecue mm-hmm. and it's like, what, what, what is this? Yeah. Yeah. Like how have I not known about this my whole life? Or mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, yeah. So um, learning about different people's cultures and and then in their food and music and movies, yeah. um, you know, it's just other humans. Yeah. Just from a different place. And it's like, they've discovered, Hey man, when you put, when you marinate, this thin strip of meat in like this sweet sauce and yeah. then like or like for this um, for this amount of time and put it yeah. in and mix it with these other elements and put it on this bed of this right totally um, okay mm. well speaking of that i want to get to our interview with yasu okay. yep. um th- there, there's a I, I think this gets more even more into the the japanese culture side of it yasu is mm-hmm. uh, um, a japanese friend of mine uh, you'll hear more details about how that friendship came about. Um, <laughs> let's pass it to the interview, and then we'll come back for great. some final thoughts. How about that? All right. Sounds great. All right. Well, we have a good friend of mine, Yasu Ishida, joining us. Hi, Yasu. Hi, Steven. How are you? Good. Good. How are you? Good. We were talking a little bit before we clicked record that we think it's been 15 years. <laughs> 
God, I cannot believe, Stephen, 15 years we have been seeing each other. Yes. Um, and and we, we've known each other for a long time because Yasu uh, was Jessica and my host student um, when he was an exchange student from Japan uh, mm-hmm. to University of Wisconsin in Eau Claire. Do, how, how clearly can you remember that time in your life? Um, I remember uh, really well. Here's a memory I have of you. Okay. Mm. I, I remember picking you up at the airport. <laughs> Tell me if this is a true memory or not. <laughs> and it was snowy. <laughs> and we slipped off of the road on the highway. The first thing that your first experience in the U.S. was almost dying. <laughs> Right. But Stephen, you're so humble because you didn't have to drive. Um, actually, if I could I know, do, do that, like we, I had the two transfer flight. So okay. I flew to from Tokyo to maybe Chicago or somewhere. Right. And Chicago to Minneapolis. Right. And Minneapolis to Eau Claire. Yeah. But that was like once in 10 years, a storm, winter storm came in. So yeah. there was a flight from Minneapolis to, I got to Minneapolis, but Minneapolis right. to Eau Claire was such a small plane. So they cancel all day. I have been waiting mm-hmm. in Minneapolis after like 13 hours of a flight from Japan. I was just so tired. I called you, I don't know, Wisconsin. So I called you phone and said, after like five or six times, you said, don't worry, I will get you there, which is like two and a half hour away. Right. Yeah, yeah. Right? Like, so you drove in that like 2 a.m., uh, <laughs> two and a half hour, because next day I had the ESO placement test. Right. So yeah, you, you had you, to you, be there. Right. You didn't have to, you know, but you felt like bad. So you just drove all the way. You were so tired waiting for me seven or eight hours. And then, you know, it was such a stormy <laughs> night. So, um, yeah, I was so relieved when I saw you at the Minneapolis airport and right. then you drove me and it was just the road was really hard and we went to ditches and we called police. Yeah, I got I, I was afraid yeah. that we were going to die. I was afraid yeah. that I mean, we spun. Remember, we spun yeah. like two or three times and then went into the median in the middle and just sat there. You slept. <laughs> you just were like, okay, I'm going to sleep. You fell asleep. <laughs> and then we got towed out and got home eventually. Yeah. But what an amazing yeah. first couple hours in a yeah. new country. Stephen, wow. it, that was like movie. Mm-hmm. Really, it was. Yeah, most movie experience I had in my American life. <laughs> <laughs> Mine too. <laughs> we're the same there. Thank um, you, Stephen. I really appreciate you came that night. Well, I would it, be lost. It, well, it's a great story to tell. Yeah. If nothing yeah. else, it's a gr- a great story to tell <laughs> other people. Um, yeah. So, listen. I I thought to call you about um, mm-hmm. this movie. Yes. Um, we're doing Spirited Away. Mm. Hayao Miyazaki. Yes. It, it, this is in my top 10 movies of all time. Mm, wow. Um, in fact, I think I probably watch it for the first time around then, around when we met. Wow. Um, so uh, I thought to call you for a couple reasons. Mm-hmm. One is you're Japanese. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and so I had I, considered calling some of my Japanese American friends. And then I was like, wait a minute. Yasu... Um, <laughs> is so culturally Japanese, and also he's a storyteller. Um, 
And, and so I'm wondering, actually, could you just explain mm-hmm. a little bit to our listeners? Yeah. What is it sure. that you do? Yeah. So I'm a, a storyteller, a magician, and mm-hmm. also a theater artist. So right. I got a two theater degree, undergrad, and also a master of fine arts in mm-hmm. theater for young audiences. Right. So what I do is I create the show using a Japanese theater forms, mm-hmm. uh, origami, and also I went to magic school, so uh, magic tricks, and then create like a visual storytelling show and perform at uh, festivals, performing arts center, yeah. uh, theaters, uh, schools, and library. That's mm-hmm. like, young audiences are my um, uh, target, target audiences. So right. that's what I have been um, doing. Uh, before COVID, and I'm doing that uh, virtually right Right, now. you're doing some virtual shows. I actually caught mm. a little bit of one of your virtual shows once. Oh, cool. Um, I, I do remember you at, yeah. at a lot of my memories with our international yeah. host students are around food. Mm. I do mm. remember you at some of our parties um, practicing some of your magic and some of your <laughs> theater and people just being amazed and always like, is Yasu going to be here? Is Yasu going to be here? Um, uh, yeah, and so... the time. Yeah, and so I, I know that also you kind of weave your theater and magic and storytellings into uh-huh. a kind of um, a, 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 a cohesive story, right, about Japanese culture. And, mm. and you, um, when you do these shows, you expose uh, students, um, w- whether they're, you know, of all ages, yeah. to your culture. Mm. Um, it's, it's a pretty impressive thing. Um, oh, thank you. And so I thought, okay, he, t- he, he, he tells stories. He, so here's the thing. Mm-hmm. When I first saw Spirited Away, mm. it was, um, it just floored me mm. because it was like nothing I'd ever seen before. My brother called me and he said, you have to see this movie. I was oh. like, oh, I don't know. <laughs> And then I watched it and I was like, my mouth was hanging open the whole time. Not only because it's so beautiful, Mm. right? Um, And because I probably had not been exposed much to um, non-American movies. Mm. Um, But here, as an American, I Mm. am used to watching a movie Mm -hmm. that is very linear. Mm -hmm. A to B to C and then it's done. Mm. Very black and white. There are good guys and bad guys, and those they kind of stay that way <laughs> through the whole movie. And everything makes sense, and if it doesn't make sense, it's explained. And so when I watched Spirit Away, I was like, what? <laughs> what even is this movie? And so I felt culture shock. Oh, watching it's a Spirited weird imagination um, yes. world, It's a, for sure, yeah. Right, and so I felt mm. exposed a little bit about my mm. own storytelling preferences. Yeah. Um, and then I came out of it with a lot of questions, and I still have a lot of questions about um, kind of Western storytelling versus Eastern storytelling. Um, so maybe first I could just ask you, what, what mm-hmm. are your general thoughts about Miyazaki and Spirited Away in particular? Mm-hmm. I'm assuming you've seen yeah. this movie. Yes. Um, so in Japan, everyone loves uh, Hayao Miyazaki. Right. And uh, there's lots of Japanese uh, uh, animation directors comes out because lots of animation movie has uh, uh, what I love about it is like metaphor, like deep right, metaphor. Okay. Like, me, 
all those Miyazaki film, it, it's like a theater. Like if you see theater things, like sometimes lamp is a metaphor of like life or something. You know, it's, <laughs> right. it, 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 lots of metaphor is in the play. And uh -huh. for me, Miyazaki's films uh, is packed with so many uh, uh, beautiful metaphors. Right. And Spirit Away, I think definitely he really um, put it like so much of society's like a problem. Mm. Uh, he uh, kind of animated in, in the way that we struggle and then we, you know, um, question. So that's what I love about Miyazaki film. Yeah, I, I think that maybe one mm. of the reasons why it was hard for, well, not, it, so it, I immediately loved it. And then I went and I watched all of Miyazaki's stuff. And we uh -huh. watch Miyazaki all the time here at our house. The boys love... In fact, <laughs> one time, um, Noah was kind of... <laughs> I think it's okay to tell the story. Uh -huh. Kind of flirting with a girl on Instagram. <laughs> and he was like, Dad, she likes Miyazaki movies. And so <laughs> she's got to be cool. <laughs> um, I, I think that what I... What I with Spirited Away and other mm. Miyazaki movies, I'm always feeling mm. like, I think I'm supposed to understand something here. Mm. Like, there's a metaphor that I'm not quite getting. Mm -hmm. um, and so, like, with Spirited Away, for instance, yeah, it's a bathhouse and there's a lot of spirits yeah. that come mm -hmm. to it. I'm always wondering, am I supposed to recognize these spirits? I, am, I, am I, because I'm an American guy, I don't get it because there's a spirit here, a spirit there that a Japanese person would know what that spirit is, but I don't, is, is that true? Or is it just like whimsical random shapes? Yeah, actually it's really um, strange for me, those shapes, like it's not the, the, the in spirit away, all those spirits, mm -hmm. we don't recognize what, what it is right okay. away. Right. But I think, you know, uh, Stephen, like I don't know um, uh, you think this way or not, but I think a great movie or great play is mm -hmm. the one has all of, not that all of the give you answers, but like ask you questions about mm. what's this about? And yes. I think uh, that's what Miyazaki film is all about. Like I seen uh, some of the Miyazaki film like 20 times, 30 times. I still don't know what it is, but <laughs> I think that's his intention because it was question. What do you, what does this apply to the okay. society we are living here? You know. Yes, that is that's very helpful and makes me feel mm. better because I do. <laughs> even though I've seen Spirited Away, I think probably uh -huh. 20 times. Uh -huh. Every time I watch it, I'm like, what is, what does that mean, or how am I supposed right. to feel about this? Mm -hmm. I I feel. At least I'm feeling something, uh -huh. right? There are some movies I watch and I don't feel anything. I'm bored. Right. Never right. bored during a Miyazaki movie because <laughs> I'm kind of wondering. I, I love this concept of um, questions instead of answers. Yeah. I, I think Americans have a lot less patience for that. <laughs> <laughs> we want answers. <laughs> if you do look at the Japanese version mm -hmm. and American version that the Disney uh, did the distribution, right. there is a huge difference. Really? American version is uh, shorter. Okay. It is because because Miyazaki uh, uh, Miyazaki decided in Japanese film has so many just nothing happening on uh, on right. the film. Just hearing the sound, uh -huh. it's called um, Japanese concept of called ma. Ma okay. is like a pause but it's not mm. actually just a pause it's a uh, ma literally means space 
So holding that space, just listening and then、mm-hmm. holding where the imagination comes in,、mm-hmm. that so many ma, he, he just played the music, music and then just the graphic of the、uh, skies just running around、right. is cut in Disney version.、Oh, so that's why. When I watched that Japanese version with an Jap-、uh, American student who's teach,、uh, who was taking Japanese,、mm-hmm. uh, he just、um, slept because he was like, so bored with <laughs> well, those、yeah. uh, poses. Uh, mm. the, the Miyazaki's movies are longer、mm. than an, an American kid's. Well, that's the other thing we can talk about. Like, are Miyazaki movies kids'、mm. movies? I'm not sure that they are. Um, and that might be a Japanese cultural thing, also, right? Like,、uh-huh. uh, American audiences are much more likely just to just assume if it's animated,、mm-hmm. it's a children's film. Right.、Um, but I don't think Spirited Away is a kid's、no. movie.、Um, and the, the space that you're talking about also、yeah. takes a little bit more work、mm. that kids maybe not able to do. <laughs>、um, uh, patience, right? I, I, I will tell you. The things、mm-hmm. that I've loved, be, come to love most about Miyazaki、mm-hmm. movies are、mm-hmm. those space portions. Mm. Mm, me too. On, on my birthday in January,、yeah. I was like, what movie do I want to watch?、Mm. I want to watch Ponyo because,、oh, I love Ponyo because I just want to look at the ocean <laughs> and be <laughs> underneath the ocean because I'm stuck every day in my stupid office. <laughs>、um, I, I want to be transported、mm. somewhere. And it's interesting.、Mm. I didn't know this thing about when、um, Disney bought the distribution rights. They were probably like, it's too slow. Yeah. We need to get to the action, 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 because that's what. Because、mm. it's an animated movie and kids want to see、yeah. um, mm. wolves running through the forest, not necessarily <laughs> long, drawn out shots of、yeah. the forest.、Mm. And I mean, so. An- animation, maybe I can just go back to this. Animation in Japan is not、mm-hmm. like it is、mm-hmm. in the US, right? I, I yeah, think yeah.、Um, because of all these things that you're talking about, right? So like, it's kind of like、um, what I believe good theater for young audiences is theater for all. And、uh-huh. good animation is good animation for all.、Uh-huh, From the preschoolers to、um, you know, the grandparents,、uh-huh. they can understand, they can relate to it. I think、right. that's art, and that's the art I want to do,、uh, mm-hmm. create too. And、uh, like Miyazaki film is such an、um, uh, extreme example for that, I think. Yeah, yes, definitely.、Mm-hmm. I think that's why it's become something that we love so much in our household. I'm just looking at the top earnings in Japan. Mm-hmm. Top box office. Yeah. Mi- Miyazaki has one, two, three, four yeah. movies yeah. in the top 20. Yeah. How Moving Castle, Howl, Ponyo. Yep. Ponyo. Yeah. And, and then Wind Rises also is 24. So、mm. um, it, it's just so interesting how different that is than the American top box、mm. office, which is all Marvel and Star、yeah. Wars. <laughs> We have I love Endgame.、Tastes. I love Endgame. So、oh, I、too. love American. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not ripping on Endgame. I yeah, love Endgame. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But、yeah. um, it's just so interesting that、um, mm. the, the, the different ways it's aligned. And you can just see it in that top 10, which is、yeah. Japanese moviegoers value animation in a different way than. Right. And I, I love this thing that you're saying that. And、yeah. a good children's theater or children's、yeah. movie is a good、mm. movie for everyone. Yeah. It's, it's great. Mm. All right. Well, thank you. I think our listeners are going to love that. All, the, all that information. 
That's um, awesome, Steven. Yeah, it, it's been great to talk to you. I know. Reconnect. Yeah. Um, uh, Yasu, where can people go online to learn more about you and what you do? Oh, thank you. Mm-hmm. Um, so go to uh, www.yasutheater, Y-A-S-U, T-H-E-A-T-R-E, not E-R, not right. movie theater. The British way, the, right? Yeah, British way, <laughs> R-E.com, yastheater.com. Um, you will find my information. And I also have a Facebook page. If you do facebook.com slash magic story artist. Uh, awesome. They, they will, you will go to that I know, my uh, page. And then I will do lots of virtual show this summer. Okay. Um, I have been uh, getting lots of... Uh, uh, summer uh, virtual program from American Samoa to New York Public Library. Right. So it's all free and mm. uh, they sponsor it. So um, please visit uh, my page uh, to watch the show and then please comment. Wonderful. All right. Well, thanks so much, Yasu. Appreciate Thank the talk. Thank you. Yep. Thanks so much. All right. The, I'm assuming you were talking before about that story where I almost killed Yasu and myself. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say... The very beginning of that interview was similar to the very beginning of our time in Minneapolis. When you're like, hey, dude, I just flew in from from Flagstaff. Let's try the golf cart. Oh, no. I, said, I For some reason, though, me flipping the golf cart goes out of my mind. Maybe I try to push it out because I'm still so embarrassed and I feel so bad about flipping the golf cart. Going right, over that hill, similar. wet oh, grass. That feeling. Oh, I can't. Oh, man. <laughs> so i'm i'm glad yasu is still my friend and still willing to talk to totally. me about such deep stuff um there's a lot more to that interview i think we'll play mm-hmm. it during the result show um, Great. i talked to him a little bit more about um japanese filmmaking versus american filmmaking then i asked him about sub versus dub whether he mm. prefers a, a sub or a, a dubbed movie um even when he's watching it in English as a native Japanese speaker. So it's, it's some yeah. interesting stuff. We'll put that on the results show. Um, the thing that really stuck out to me, first of all, a couple of things he said were like mind blowing to me, like mm-hmm. a good, good children's theater is good theater for all. I was like, yeah. come on, that is so good. And exactly yep. how I feel about kids movies. Yep. Totally. That's why I love the- Pixar because it's got something for daddy. <laughs> What have you brought for daddy? <laughs> <laughs> no, but it's true. Like, yeah, I'm telling you, if we didn't have kids, we would still go to Pixar movies because they're right, that exactly. good. Yeah. Yeah. A good story is a good story. And I also yeah. loved um, how he was like, you don't have to dumb it down for right. kids. He said, he said, kids are smarter than you think. Yeah, definitely. Um, absolutely. And like, this is from a guy who works with children's theater, tells children's mm-hmm, stories. Mm-hmm. I, it yeah. was so refreshing for me to hear that because that's always what I felt. The other yes. thing, and I think we'll probably talk about this more on the results show, is the the kind of questions versus answers mm-hmm. where um, I have some other examples I wanted to talk about. I'm going to push that towards. Here are the things I want to talk about. Right. Don't let me forget. I want to talk about 2001 A Space Odyssey. I want to talk about Prometheus, and I want to talk about Narnia Okay, (laughs) when it comes to questions and answers. Okay, I've got it written down, and I want to have more Ma chat, too. Okay, oh, yeah, that Ma concept. And that that was gold in the interview for me because I was like, it's it's untranslatable. 
word. You know, it's it, dude. It's the Hebrew word sila, right? Right. It's sela. Se- it, you're right. Oh man, you're exactly right. It's sela. We don't have a good word for that in English, and so that's totally. why there's dissonance when you're watching Spirited Away. Yes. Because it's literally untranslatable to my experience. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's a non-Western concept, dude. Right, we have exactly. done away with Ma. Yeah. Like Ma, you can't um you, you can't monetize Ma. Right. You know, I guess maybe you can at like a spa. Well, or, I guess some, you know, but some movies come close to that. That's why I want to talk about 2001. I actually sure. think 2001, which I saw for the first time a couple nights ago, and all I yeah. could think about was Ma. Okay. Has Ma in it. Um, yes, you're, and that's and, one reason people hate it. <laughs> well, yes, and I was actually thinking Tron Legacy actually Tron has Legacy a lot has ma. of Ma, dude. And you know what else? Talking, Arrival yeah. has Ma in it. Yes, mm-hmm. where you just see people walking and they don't cut away, and it's a minute, two minutes of people walking somewhere, quiet. Yep, yep, down a tunnel. Uh huh. <laughs> Give me more of that. Um. <laughs> Okay, so I want to talk more about that, but I also want to talk about our obsession with answers so that when you see a big baby, you're almost offended that that was not explained to you beforehand and never gets explained. (laughs) As an American, you're like, how dare he? (laughs) Yeah, that's the the Chekhov's gun, right? Right. Like we have a whole name for stuff that needs to be explained, Mm -hmm. right? Yes, and I deserve it. There's this part in the beginning where Haku blows petals at her face or whatever. Yeah. And you're expecting, oh, they're going to explain that. That's going to come back around. We're going to see what those petals meant. Nope. Yep. Yep. <laughs> and and uh, a, 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 you never see the bullet of that Chekhov's gun. Yep. And I feel like J- the Japanese filmmakers, maybe, according to, I think, Yasu and my further conversation, even off podcast with him, is that there's a lot more patience for that. And so... Mm. It's, it's kind of a – speaking of culture shock that Chihiro went through, you're going through that, I think I am, as a, as a movie viewer. When I see a movie from a different culture, it's good practice for understanding people that aren't like you. Mm, yeah. And I, I just I – just, I want to embrace that. I want to love that more. I want to watch mm-hmm. more stuff like this. Oh, yes. I think also on the extra stuff, I ask Yasu for more um, recommendations for – Japanese movies and he gives some great recommendations sweet so for now listeners it's up to you we want you to vote is Spirited Away a perfect movie I'm very curious about what people are going to think you can go to our Instagram website Facebook Twitter you could even email us all of that is two gomers best place to go honestly now with Annie running our social media is Instagram when it comes to where to vote um, yep. That's going to pop up soon. You're going to be able to vote yes or no and give us your thoughts. Um, you won't hurt my feelings if you vote no. I'm saying that to you, Anthony. I'm saying that to the listener. I think sometimes people are like, oh, Stephen loves this so much or Stephen Anthony loves this so much. Yeah. Listen, yeah. Anthony watched this movie in a way I've never heard it watched before. <laughs> I think the best way and my greatest sadness is I've never seen this movie in the theater. <laughs> but when I watch this movie, I shut the lights off. I, I, I'm immersed in it. Anthony watches half of the movie, pauses it, watches Secret Life of Walter Mitty in full, I'm assuming. Yeah. And then watches the second half. 
like three if, hours later. My explanation, was, yeah. My explanation for that dude was that I had like time in the afternoon, and uh-huh. so I allotted an hour. I didn't even know it was two hours and four minutes, and so like I was gonna it's clean the, mom, the house. Yeah. Uh-huh. I didn't sit down and watch Walter Mitty. Walter Mitty was with me while I cleaned the entire house. I see. I get it. Yep. And then uh-huh. I finished the second half after the kids went to bed and then watched a Francis Chan sermon. If I was going to be offended by anything, it would be that. But I I let that roll off of my back. Sure. I suppose that's your, <laughs> that's your context. <laughs> Live your best life. <laughs> so it was a- if people vote no on this, I certainly won't be offended. I get it. A Walter Mitty sandwich on spirited away bread. There's a Cinnabon in between those like rice yeah. patties that she was eating and crying. Remember that part? He gives her that yep. rice triangle and it's oh, some food yeah. from the real world. Oh, yeah. And it again, I was like, yeah, when I lived in Austria and I would get some American food and I'm eating that, I'm crying too. Giant totally. tears. Oh, Woo. that was so yeah, it's so a cute. it's a it's a piece of Papa John's pizza in the middle of those two rice patties. <laughs> no cinnamon, cinnamon, way better. <laughs> All right, um, our next movie. We don't even know what it is yet because. Oh right. Uh, let's announce it now. We're gonna do a March Madness. James Cameron. Oh, movie bracket. Yes. So we have not. Yet had James Cameron on the podcast. Right. Um, we won't now either because we don't know him. But <laughs> right. we haven't had a movie by we him either. We have not done a Cameron yet. Right. Yep. Um, so I think the four that we've landed on are Terminator 2, Aliens, mm. Titanic, number two in Japan. Wow. And a personal canonic favorite of ours the abyss uh-huh. which will not win we know it won't win but oh. we love the abyss i i think as far as i know that's the only Sylvester cameron oh right so that i love the abyss dude dude ed harris yeah incredible i really love the abyss i don't get why people don't like it so maybe that would be a fun one to vote for so we could do abyss and then we would do of course terminator 2 again someday <laughs> Yeah, this you're might gonna be the get... only chance for Abyss to be on perfect movie. <laughs> um, I have my favorite. It's not Abyss. So I'm curious mm. to see where it will land. I can't wait to actually find out what your favorite James Cameron movie is. Because this is it's hard. Uh, just hearing that one guy did all those and that's not even close to all his movies. Mm-hmm. That's pretty amazing. Yeah, He's, definitely. Yeah, he's... He'll he'll be fun to he'll be fun to talk about for sure. Can't wait. So that's coming up. Um, thanks everybody. Great up. Super fun, man. I think we should have a second vote. That's did you even watch this? <laughs> <laughs> Not bad. I'll talk to Annie about it. Thanks, Annie, for our social media. What a great addition to the Gomer team. Annie, um, you rock. Running all of our polls and telling people what's coming up. It's been great. All right, dude. Thanks for letting me talk for an hour and a half about Spirited Away. I'm probably now going to go talk to my boys about it for another 90 minutes. Yes, I wish I could be there for it. (laughs) All right, have a great week. All right, you too, dude. And happy voting in our James Cameron March Madness movie bracket. Bye.